Welcome to the Review Crew Podcast, Review Cues. I'm Dylan King, and if you don't know, I work with other staff on a weekly show called Review Crew, where we discuss the newest trailers, movies, and entertainment industry news. After 10 plus years in production, Review Crew is still running better than ever, but you can imagine how difficult it is for a weekly show to cover absolutely everything about entertainment and cultural events in general. Which is where the podcast steps in as content to provide you with a little more food for thought and an opportunity to engage with us in a more casual setting. We are coming to you again from remote locations. Why don't my, you guys introduce yourself? Howdy. It's Howdy. <laughs> <laughs> never said that word in my life. Thought I'd throw a little curveball. Uh, hey, y'all. <laughs> it's Jenna. Back at it again. <laughs> We are, yeah, coming to you from our houses again this week in the midst of these trying times. And for this week's podcast, we thought it'd be interesting if we all watched a movie that's actually been on Netflix's like top 10 list for a couple weeks following the, um, you know, stay at home order for COVID-19, which is Outbreak. I mean, <clears throat> I hadn't really heard of this movie. Um, I mean, looking back, it's it was kind of ahead of its time uh, in terms of like its, its concept and a lot of the themes, um, which I, I want to get into, but this like right off the bat, uh, I, I really wanted to watch this not only cause it's about, you know, a pandemic similar to the one which we're experiencing right now, but also the, the stacked cast. You got Morgan Freeman, Dustin, oh, yeah. Hall, Kevin Spacey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, uh, I overall I I thought I thought Dustin Hoffman like really stole the show, and I I loved his character. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I I had a few problems with the film, uh, a couple plot holes, and I think it was a little bit unrealistic. Like it got kind of ridiculous towards the end. I mean, like they found the cure in like ten minutes. What was that about? Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> Finding the hook was a big deal, but, like, once they found that monkey, they got the cure like that. I know. I, there's no way that that's how that works. I think that the the actual scientific, like, realisticness of this, like, virus spreading, eh, it wasn't that it wasn't that realistic to me, but what I did love is that um, that first sequence where the the first person is infected and then it starts to spread. I thought that that was like a really fun and interesting way to do it, the way that they had it just like almost like a montage of the way it spread. And, and it starts with good old Derek Shepard, big <laughs> Grey's Anatomy gal here. He is definitely pre-Derek Shepard actor here. And I don't know what his real name is, something. And he uh, steals steals the monkey and he gets like bit by it or something. I, I whatever or scratch I, I don't remember what it is what? oh it's the monkey like spit water into his mouth yeah that's what it is, that's what it is. which for then, a second i was like uh but then it's a monkey so it works oh, it works yeah i know and like you know exactly what it is like they kind of zoom in on the spit and you're like oh he's infected and then it goes from there and then he infects the the, the well then the monkey like bites the the storekeeper the yeah. pet shop guy and then the monkey shares the banana with the other monkey and then blah 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 it just goes from there and then you got the movie theater one that movie theater montage was awesome 
Like, like visual germs spreading. Oh, I know. It was horrifying. I laughed. I thought it was kind of funny. There were a couple times in this movie where you could tell it was made in, like, the 90s. Like, the visual effects weren't really up to up to par like it went to a like at one point it followed germs into like a vent or something and it just looked like it was like out of a video game it, like wasn't even part of the movie it, it looked like something that would be shown in like a high school health class yes <laughs> yes <laughs> oh you can completely tell that this is like from the 90s but that movie theater thing brings me into um why we wanted to watch this movie is because we wanted to compare it to real life and in the midst of an actual outbreak, like the way that they handle it and deal with it and whatever, how that's similar and different from how we're handling it. And movie theaters were one of the earlier places to close because it's just a bunch of people packed into one small area. And you can see how like that guy, that disgusting <laughs> Guy was coughing all over everybody. Uh, wasn't, he made no effort to cover his mouth. Oh, I know. It was it was gross. And then they were all in the hospital, and they're like, "Oh, they were all in that movie theater." Everyone in that movie theater looks at him with such disgust. But what would happen, like in real life, if you were coughing in a movie theater, you probably get like death stares for real. That's true. Honestly, one of the things that I really liked about this movie actually is how kind of a. Uh, it walks the line between being pretty dramatic, but also being like cheesy. Mm. Like it's got some really cheesy jokes in it, but then it's like, oh, this he's dead now. <laughs> oh, the big cheese cringeness comes, I think, like most of it from the love story, and yeah. like, which was like <laughs> unnecessary. But the also, dogs, <laughs> dog. the whole dog subplot. <laughs> yeah, the whole dog, and then at the end, like that. I'm gonna just I'm gonna risk the virus because I wanna I wanna be with you like I wanna kiss you or whatever. Basically. Yeah, he doesn't know if the host's antibodies will work. Oh, to cure it, he's just like, I I guess um, this is it. He doesn't even know. Like, do they? How do they really know that that's the monkey? But they trust it. <laughs> no, they, yeah, that's the thing. They just they're going off a picture entirely. Basically, yeah. half the movie is spent looking for this host monkey, and all the evidence they have is just a picture. And I guess, like, yeah, how many wild monkeys are there in California? Yeah, what was that whole... They spent a lot of money making that scene where he jumps off a helicopter onto the boat to yeah. find that picture. Was that a necessary scene? <laughs> no. <laughs> it wasn't. It was entertaining, though. It That's was. the thing about this movie. It has, like... I really like the production value. Like, they, yeah. the whole town, the, all the military vehicles and stuff. It definitely, like... Okay. If it was made today, that would have all just been like CGI and they would have been on like a green screen. So I was like, I yeah. appreciated that. It this was movie. a big budget movie for sure. But they had, like we said in the beginning, quite say the line. Say what you will about like it being unrealistic and, and plot holes, which I, I will say, but <laughs> it was entertaining as hell. I can't lie. I, I really oh, liked yeah. watching it. Um, and I also, uh, I, I kind of like how it, it like, it wasn't exactly what I thought it would be. I mean, I thought it would just be about everyone kind of like working together and like finding a cure and this disease being terrible, which it was in the beginning. But then uh, it kind of kind of goes back to that very first scene where the original, um, I forget the disease name, but the original like strain of the virus is in that, that military camp in Africa. 
and they just blow the fuck out of it. Yeah, <laughs> that was the biggest reveal. Right like the 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 hook of this movie is so dope. I feel like Thornton would would love this movie from like oh, a screenwriting yeah. perspective. But you basically the beginning of this movie, um, you expect the U.S. military to like airdrop supplies to the village that's sick with the virus. Then like one little thing comes out of the plane. You're like, oh shit, they not a lot of supplies, I guess. Well, the soldiers like clapping, they're like <laughs> not it's a bomb. Yeah. Basically they just they're like, well, this disease, because like the disease in the movie was like really fast acting. Like when you yeah. contracted it, you basically died in two days. Like that's obviously like not comparable to like the coronavirus where it takes two weeks to even show symptoms and then from there like that's why like they were saying at they said at some point this i thought was interesting they said at some point that like oh it's good that it's fast acting because then we know within two days like where it actually is and i was like that's the opposite of the way that this is because we don't know where it is we don't know who has it but anyway yeah can we talk about the the medical professionalism in this movie that, that, one, guy, that one guy in the lab holding the test tubes no no facial protection no gloves <laughs> listening to the baseball game and he's just like anybody who's taken like junior high chemistry knows more than that dude <laughs> let's I get know. that straight he's just so spinning he just like reaches his hand in there <laughs> and, uh, uh, that was a bad one yeah i don't know i think what i would have liked this movie to expand on a little bit like i really liked the aspect of like government conspiracy biological weapon i think it should have been all that i think that should have been the movie like they kind of they 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 get there and they have all the elements like that's where it starts that's the the hook is like they blew up this thing they blew up this town and and you know it's all government conspiracy and then they they stick with that but I wish it was just all that. They, they had sold it to me about 95% of the way um, up until when the, the general guy who like wants to blow up the town um, is talking to Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman's like, sir, I'm putting you under arrest. It's like, what? He, he could have done that this entire time and you're telling oh, yeah. me you waited till also, the bomb was it, like right there? It wasn't really clear like what their... I mean, was Morgan Freeman his superior? Were they the same position? Were they both generals? I, I wasn't really sure. I think sure. they're both generals. And Morgan Freeman was like, ah, oh, gotcha. You committed a crime. But like, uh, yeah. That was, I also thought, confusing. The, that guy, did you know that guy? It was the guy that plays President Snow in The Hunger Games? Really? I did yeah. not make that connection. Wow. My mom, I, we, we first started watching the movie, and my mom... Like we were, she goes, "Oh my God, there's Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh my God, there's Dustin Hoffman." She was like, "This this movie has everybody." Oh my God, there's I think his name is Donald Sutherland, and I was like, mm. "Who's that?" And she was like, "That's uh the snow guy from Hunger Games." And I was like, "Oh my God!" And then like the whole time I was watching it, I was like, "It is him," <laughs> because that's yeah. I kind of feel that from Morgan Freeman. Like between every time I see him in a movie. He's not even that character. It's just like, oh, there's Morgan Freeman. Yeah. yeah. His and character pissed me off in this movie. Yeah, his character was just, like, so lazy. He just, like, didn't do anything. Didn't help anything. I know. At all. Everyone's trying to stop Dustin Hoffman. Like, let the man find a cure. He, he did it 
you did it faster than Mad Minute. Like I did. I really. I want to see the behind the scenes for how they did the helicopter stunts, because oh, that yeah. was like wild to me that they uh, they had to film that all. Flying under the bridge was impressive. Um, yeah. Yeah. The stunts. I mean, there was quite a lot of helicopter chasing that went that went on in this movie, and I'm not. I'm gonna just. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Car chases are more exciting. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I, I don't know. Cause, like, there's a reason Fast and Furious is, like, 99% cars. Because we can yeah. all, like, relate to that. And, like, I don't know, the speed of a car going super fast on a road, more relatable than just, like, a helicopter in a forest. You know what I mean? That's true. I, I, like I mean, I've also never been in a helicopter, so I guess that's that. But I, I, I kind of like, I like the variety and the, you know the little mix up with the helicopter chase, but also like when they got in the helicopter, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. was asked like, so you know how to fly this thing? He's like, yeah, I've done it like a little bit. Like, <laughs> or no, what do he say? He's like, I read about it. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, like bro, he wow. He landed one of these and like all of a sudden he's like flying under bridges, like landing or like hovering right next to a boat. Yeah. It was, he was a bit too perfect. Yeah, I think so too. That he was so stupid in the beginning. I wanted to strangle him. <laughs> they go into the town in Zaire. Yeah, and, and he's like, "Don't take off your helmet!" And then he just fucking takes it off. He fumbled the bag. <laughs> yeah, we were like, "Oh, you dumbass!" I, I expected that to be it for him. I was like, "Oh, this is good to." That's all they could afford. Could keep it in junior four. That's kind of what I thought too. And I don't know. Kevin yeah. Spacey was almost unrecognizable i was yeah. like who is that <laughs> he's so young in this movie two uh two two other movies i've seen in the past like week and a half that have uh well kevin spacey and then morgan freeman respectively i saw american beauty which i actually really liked um i mean obviously it aged terribly seeing it yeah kevin spacey has a crush on like a high schooler um <laughs> But then the the other movie, which I saw last night for the very first time, was The Shawshank Redemption. Oh my God! Seriously? That was yeah. That was my first time watching the whole thing. I, I'd seen like parts of it and stuff. Uh, Isn't it incredible? Really good. Like one of the best movies ever. That The Shawshank Redemption is one of the movies that got me into movies. Yeah. I always I always cite that as one of the ones because I watched it when I was probably like twelve or thirteen. And I was like, this movie. And then right around the same time, I saw Inception and Shutter Island. And I was like, oh, my God, I love movies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The reason I bring that up is because these, these movies had, like, kind of a similar-ish feel, like a super serious, super serious undertones and, like, you know, heavy themes, uh, obviously, like, different topics and stuff. But also, like pretty much funny and like lighthearted at times i don't know like that surprisingly this movie was more lighthearted than the shawshank redemption um yeah but yeah. It was. i i like you like knew that everyone was gonna be okay oh yeah like yeah, the whole you were never... was worried <laughs> you, there was never like oh they're gonna die or like no they're, they're gonna bomb the city or whatever like you know that stuff's going to turn out. So maybe that's kind of, like, why people are watching it in, yeah. in this, like, moment. Oh, but, um, maybe. 
Okay. Uh, it really, it, they could have cut the whole relationship out. That just wasn't, oh my God, it was so wasn't doing it for me. <laughs> but there were also, there were also parts of this movie that if I, if I had seen this maybe a year ago, I would think like, that's super unrealistic. Those, those people who like, those two people, uh, the groups of people in the Jeeps who were like trying to leave the town, I would be like, dude, if this was like a real pandemic, no one would be just like, you know, trying to leave, trying to do, but then you see people in Florida on spring break, like during the virus. I mean, I gotta say it's pretty true to reality. Like it Mm -hmm. kind of is a precursor to a lot of the stuff that's, I don't know, going on right now. Yeah. I think one thing that made me think about coronavirus versus this like outbreak is when he initially, so they go to the Zaire or whatever, and they come back, and then he goes right to um, Freeman, and he's like, shut down the country. <laughs> and, and Freeman was like, wait, last time this happened, assuming that, so there was a last time, and they sent, like, every person got like, hey, stay inside, don't do anything, and it was wrong? Yeah. That seems and super like, unrealistic. Like, Well, yeah, but then it also made me think, because, like, people were like, really upset with, like, the government's reaction time to, like, making everybody stay in their home, in their homes and, like, all the states placing stay-at-home orders and all that stuff. Like, people were like, this should have been done weeks ago. And yeah. it makes me think that there were probably some advocates for that <laughs> and yeah. that they were discouraged by their superiors. I mean, the CDC had been saying for, like, weeks that this is, you know, way more serious than people are taking it. And U.S. officials uh, and heads of governments, um, presidents of countries, uh, calling it it a hoax. um, And then more recently, uh, cutting funding to the World Health Organization, which is just, uh, I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about (laughs) how, but... (laughs) Very similar, eerily similar. Yeah, I'm trying to think because, like, in a couple years, you got to figure that there's going to be like a Netflix docu series just about all the stuff that went wrong during like the COVID um, as it was there spreading already, throughout the world. There's already a series called Pandemic. It's about well, I don't know. It came out. Well, I saw it on Netflix. It came out in 2020. So like. Oh, damn. I don't know exactly what it's about, but it's some sort of docu-series, and I think it's probably starting to highlight what's going on, and and I know that people are probably make, like making documentaries as it's happening. Like, they have to be. Yeah, for sure. This is... I know that everybody's saying stuff like this, and I'm just repeating everybody, but, like, this is, like, the biggest thing that's ever happened. Well, and, like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were, yeah, we lived through that, yeah. Yeah. Isn't I mean, that- it, it's crazy how, uh, I mean, like, I, I wonder if we're going to, like, run out of, like, new entertainment. I mean, people are just going to fall back on, like, Netflix and, like, other, other you know, pre-shows uh, uh, that are already in circulation. Um but like now that there's no more sports, that's a huge chunk of entertainment. Um, oh my god, huge! Saturday Night Live's reaching all time low. Just watched someone yeah. like Mario the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say Saturday Night Live? Yeah. 
Yeah, I was I was just going to mention that because they all did it from home. I didn't watch the episode, but I saw that that happened. I, I saw about two skits. It's not worth not it. Great. Not great. I saw I saw the Tom Hanks uh, monologue. Oh that's yeah, all, that's all I saw. Which was an interesting choice because he was one of the first celebrities to contract oh, COVID, yeah. and he, he's recovered. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I just I learned that like one of our family friends has got it, and I mean he's he's doing okay. Like he's not on a respirator or anything, or like in a hospital. He's just at home chilling. But he said like his uh, like the hardest part is like breathing and stuff, and. Yeah. Yep. I still don't know anybody personally who hasn't. I just hope that it goes away. I, here's the I don't know. Like I like no one knows the, the the vague email from Syracuse today didn't reassure me. Um I mean Kent Severud was kinda like uh we're we we remain optimistic that we can open in the fall, but hey, we don't really know. <laughs> and uh I don't, yeah, I don't know what the point of that was, but. Yeah, I mean, I think we were talking about this a little bit before starting the podcast, but like college students by the millions are going to not go back for online classes because they can't justify spending that, like that volume of tuition money on half the education that you get like I mean and some some classes actually don't change that much whether they're online or yeah. or in person truly like my finance class didn't change mm-hmm. at all but mm-hmm. I but like especially people like us like students who are in filmmaking like we don't have access to like our production classes aren't they can't translate because you don't have access to I mean, I'm thinking about, like, the documentary class that I'm supposed to take next semester. What am I going to do? Like, film myself walking around the house? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and honestly, like, I feel for all the people who are who were applying to college or, like, would be freshmen next year, because schools are, have been drained financially just as far as, like, responding to this and will continue to be, like, <clears throat> the potential that this has to impact the economy isn't only right now, like it'll continue to, to come in waves over like the no- next decades, honestly. Because yeah. like there's not even financial, like I'm, everyone's financial aid is going to go down. Oh, and everybody. If, if you were someone who's needed that to go to college, you're like back in the, a cycle of poverty. And I would like that. I would like to see a movie about that. Yeah. You know what's crazy is the levels of impact. Like when you're very wealthy, like, yeah, you have to stay at home, but your life doesn't actually change that much during this because mm-hmm. you have the money to support buying, you know, getting stuff delivered and this and that, whatever, not going to work, staying home. And then there's like the, the middle class area where you can support, you can you can go home and file for unemployment and and be with your family and still able to to afford food and stuff like that, but your life changes drastically. And then there's um, just the lower income bracket where there's so many people that just can't afford to not work. And there's, you know, I mean, everybody that works at a grocery store is still working. Everybody that works at fast food places is still working. They're just working through the drive-through and like, 
there's a lot of people that can't justify not <laughs> and it's it's affecting everybody so differently a twelve hundred dollar check ain't gonna cut it for ten weeks as much as they'd like to think it will um my dad actually compared it today to he's like everyone's it's like everyone's on house arrest right now except yeah. this of course because you can't have people over to your house let's not go that far but i mean it's, it's kind of right like yeah yeah really, like we can go outside but you can only do so much outside i mean I, i've been like running and biking and stuff which is nice but you can't really i mean you can go to stores i just got my new face mask um wow dylan uh you upgraded the meeting that's that's pretty cool <laughs> upgraded the meeting I don't know. I got a Zoom notification that said you upgraded the meeting. And <laughs> what can I say? Only the best for the Review Cues podcast. Um, speaking of like house arrest and pop culture, what are you guys' thoughts on all the like? Uh, I guess celebrity celebrities who were in prison or like in Six jail. Nine. Six nine, and then someone else. I think. Oh, was it Y and W Melly trying to get released? Um, but I, I think they're not really like, I mean, aren't prisons releasing m- more people now? Isn't that oh, a thing? YNW Millie has contracted coronavirus and oh. he's like, can I, can I get out and go home? And they're like, nah, you're going to stay quarantined inside your, you know, prison. Yeah. That was a big thing. So my friend's mom works at a prison. She's a, she's a, like an inmate psychologist and um every day she goes into the prison and that's not something like that's essential work yeah (laughs) like the prison has to continue to run because people live there and bringing the virus into the prison is just about the worst possible thing that can happen because it's a lot of people in one building and um it happened obviously of course it was gone they were being really careful they were taking everybody's temperature, but somebody, some doctor that like went to Spain and then came back and didn't self quarantine ended up infecting like two or three inmates. Like, and I, that was one thing that until she started talking to me about it, I was like, Oh my God, prisons. Like that's so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Contracted uh, coronavirus. Who did? Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Yeah, that's I didn't hear that. Street. Interesting. When I say street, I think like the New York Times. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a lot of that stuff too that you like see on Twitter, and you gotta like, you gotta like double check it in your mind. Even it's like Harvey yeah. Weinstein contracts COVID nineteen. Really? But then, huh. like you said, it's like yeah, New York Times. Okay. Yeah. Oh, he survived. Okay. No, yeah, 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 he survived. He's recovered. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, here's the other thing about corona and what makes it scary is that apparently people like people in China are recontracting it or something. That's terrifying. And then the second thing is people have been saying this the whole time, but like this could be a like very seasonal thing and it could come back. And that's also scary. So how are we supposed to get back to real life and normal life if it's just as soon as we leave, it's just going to spread again? Like when? 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 That's the I don't lot. think I don't know if there will be a when because 
having this happen with the infrastructure we have now, like, yeah, it's happened in like 1918 and a couple times, well, many other times in many countries around the world. But now that it's kind of affected everyone, I don't think we'll go back necessarily as we will like plan our countries around something like this for the future. Oh. Like hopefully, ideally, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. With, with this, this flattening the curve um, strategy that we're kind of implementing right now around the world, it, the virus is like slowly going to remain around and get around. So I don't see how, I hate to say it, but I, I don't see us going back to school in the fall. Maybe not in the spring. Like it's going to be think, floating around for a while. Like I, I, is, is yeah. it just work its way through everyone? Is everyone eventually going to have to face it? I, that is a theory that I've heard a bunch of times too. And like, I kind of, think that it might be true because basically the way that we're like all staying home right now is is just making it so that our medical infrastructure can handle it like yeah maybe eventually everybody will get it but right now there's only so many people in the hospitals with that's why new york city was so overwhelmed but like here i think we have like in my county which has a couple hospitals in it we have like i think 500 cases which is a lot more than there was last week. Uh, there's about there's about 200 last week. Now there's 500, and like the hospitals can handle that. They can. They have the infrastructure. They have the equipment. They have the staff to be able to handle 500 patients. But if we were all not staying home, then it would be so many more people. I think that I think that eventually, I really think it's going to go through everybody. Yeah, it's devastating to, I mean, just, like, older people especially. I mean, I, I know that, like, nursing homes have just been, like, ravaged by this. Like, bodies, like, piling up. Uh, it's terrifying. And, I mean, mm-hmm. the like, a lot of the predictions I've seen are that, I mean, if, if a vaccine or some kind of treatment um, is to be, like, discovered and made, it won't be for, like, another year. I heard sporting events and like concerts and stuff won't start up. I don't like this is obviously people are just making assumptions and predictions, but they're like, no way, not for the next year, not going to be a sporting event or a concert. And I don't know if that means that people like games like won't be played, but like there won't be spectators. No, yeah, ends up betting on the weather. (laughs) Come to that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, my friend Will, he like, <laughs> he said he did it a couple times. It's not like fun, like you, you know, you're not you're invested in like watching a basketball game or a baseball game, and you can like root for a team or something. You wake up, check the weather, see you've lost fifty bucks, and it's just disappointment for the rest <laughs> of the day. <laughs> so stop doing it. No, that was a thing. It is. Oh my god. People are better on Madden simulators. <gasps> No way. Peter's playing the game. And I, saw this I saw this TikTok where they tape, duct taped two knives sticking out from a Roomba. 
And then they each took a balloon and taped it to the floor and let the Roomba go around. They each had their own balloon. And like, it was like, they called it whatever, like quarantine Olympics. And like the Roomba would go around and hit the balloons and whichever one was the last standing but didn't get popped by the Roomba. I was like, that's actually really funny. People are being, that's the one like more positive thing that you can say about this time is that one, in the right circumstances, and like in positive circumstances, obviously, like people are getting to spend a lot of time with their families, which is nice. Um, but people are also being super creative. The creativity is at an all-time high. People are painting and, and art is happening so much. Yeah. I mean, like as bad as stuff is, it is a time that like, you know, if you're not super overwhelmed with work or school and I, my workload is like nothing at this point i have one class that i have to go to uh seriously twice a week yeah dude that's tier, it tier f 235 and then like every other week one of my sociology classes meets once a week like none of my classes are like online or none of my classes meet uh like synchronous synchro- at the same time uh and <laughs> So now I've I started playing the guitar a little bit after watching uh, Shawshank Redemption. I actually ordered a harmonica last night. Oh wow! <laughs> Stimulus check coming in handy. Hell yeah! That's funny. Did either of you guys get the stimulus check? No. no Not as of yet. Because <laughs> you're. Are you expecting it, Dylan? Because I what's isn't there like a if you're there's claimed, a lot of stipulations. If I think if you're yeah. claimed as a dependent. Yeah, that's the one that I've been told is my problem. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm definitely dependent. Yeah, um, but some of my friends have gotten it, so I'm curious as to like what their situation is. There's gonna be like, so many. Have you seen those things where it's like doing the math on how much of X you could get with your like stimulus check, like how much Taco Bell, like? Oh no, I haven't <laughs> seen that. That's funny. Oh, I saw Best Buy. Um, knocked off a couple hundred bucks on uh, one of their 82 inch TVs from like 1600 bucks to 1200. That can't be a coincidence. That no. no chance. I mean, like people are doing so much like stuff at home, it's like the stuff that you can do with the resources you have. So many people are like cleaning out things like cleaning out old stuff. I cleaned out my whole closet, cleaned out my whole room. I repainted. I like was like hanging new stuff up. I ordered all my pictures. I normally like print out pictures from my phone, did all that. And I'm like, oh my God, like there's no more catching up that I have to do. It's all done. So wait, I'm curious. How how do you guys like spend your days? Like what would you guys do to that? You can take this one first if you want. Uh, My quarantining is a little bit different because I work at the deli. I got to get people their sandwiches. You know, it's important work. Um, well, just, I mean, you're, you're yeah, I mean, fed. more people than you think are ordering. We don't deliver, but we do like curbside pickup or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we just make the food, put them in packages and, you know, people come and grab their stuff. But, uh, you know, that's basically what I did today. I made like 400 sandwiches. <laughs> I woke up, well, I, I woke up at 9.30, did my online class for an hour, hour and a half, and then I 
wrote an assignment that I had due today. And then I went to work for a couple hours. Then I came home and I did a little workout. Then I, you know, did some more homework and here we are. <laughs> That's it. Sounds like a productive day. Not yeah, really. honestly. Any like, day I've had every day for the last three weeks. I, I feel that so much. Every day is like the same at this point. Um, <laughs> I feel like, I don't know about you guys, but my sleep schedule is just lost. Oh, same. Like all, any consistency. I guess you have work, Jenna, so you can't like go Mine off the rails has, like that. But even if I didn't, I actually have online classes mm. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday in the morning. So I have Monday, Wednesday at 8 a.m., Tuesday, Thursday at 9.30. So I'd be up for those anyway. So I actually do have a semblance of a sleep schedule somehow. Uh, but when school ends, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. <laughs> it feels so long. Like, okay, when we were in, like, elementary school, summers felt so fast. Like, they just go by. It's been how many weeks? It's Eight? been, like, it's been, like, a month. One, two, three, five. It's, it's been, been five long. weeks. It's oh, felt yeah. so long. Yeah. Holy shit. Oh God, and and like we have two more weeks of classes. Mm. Then the first week of May is finals, and then and then what? The like like I said, the motive like people are having a really hard time with motivation now. Like you do nothing all day, and somehow you still didn't do any of your homework. Oh yeah, and I, I missed where's the motivation? <laughs> what you, you say? Miss, you miss an online class? No, no, no. Uh, the philosophy 297 quiz that was due Tuesday at midnight, I was like waiting all day, just doing nothing. And I still forgot about it. Yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. Like, it, it seems like it should be easy, but like, it's not. And then I, I wait, I, I was going somewhere with this. I don't know. Oh, the motivation. The motivation is down so low to actually do anything productive. And then, like, there's nothing to look forward to. Yeah. What, like, what are you guys looking forward to? Because right now, like Owen said, the only thing I'm looking forward to is it being nice outside. Yeah. The weather. <laughs> I mean, I, I have been exercising quite a lot. I try to, like, either run or bike or do something every day. Um, I mean, it's I've been, here today. <laughs> I've, been, I've been working my way through, um, like, classic movies, but also, like, mm. more recent movies, like, for the past like few weeks, I've been trying to do like one one classic movie and then one like sort of recent movie. And I've also been working my way through this uh, A twenty four movie bracket. Mm. Uh, Send me that. Oh, I, I I will. So in the past, in the past three weeks, I've watched Lady Bird, Enemy, um, Good Time was before that, but uh, Swiss Army Man. Uh, Under the Skin, I watched today. Um, the Lobster, I rewatched. The Killing of a Sacred Deer, that's six. Ex Machina, again. Uh, the Farewell, I started, I still have to finish. The Florida Project. Um, so, uh, and The Last Black Man in San Francisco. So I've seen about like half the movies on this bracket. You're Work killing my- it. Yeah, no, I'm, that's the only thing getting me through, getting me through this break, other than uh, honing my honing my musical skills. Yeah, I watched uh, two nights ago. I watched the Kindergarten Teacher on Netflix. Mm, is that the one with like uh, Vin Diesel? 
No. It's with uh Hall's not oh. Jake Hall, the older sister. What's her real what's her name? Whatever. Something Hall. She's like a kindergarten teacher and she like Maggie. Her, Maggie, yeah. One of her students she like kind of becomes obsessed with because she thinks he's like a prodigy. Ooh. And it like escalates from there. But it's really good. And it, I think it won some like festival awards. But I watched that, and I watched finally watched Inglorious Bastards because I'd never seen it. That's a good one. I, I I might say that's one of my favorite Tarantino so far, and I've only seen like oh yeah, I've only seen a couple. Have you seen Kill Bill? No. I I think if you watch that, that might be your favorite. Really? It's it's yeah. a long one. It's two parts, but it's the it's like one long movie. It's like a four hour movie. Yeah. Oh really? Mm. I didn't know that that's what it was like. Mm. Okay. Well, that might, that's like, um, I have a, oh, oh, do you guys use that app? Uh, Letterboxd. I've heard of it. How is it? Religiously. So basically what it is, is you go on the movie and, or you go on the app, you, you create your account or whatever. And the very first thing you have to do is swipe through all these movies and you either say you've watched them or you put them on your watch list or you don't do anything. And you can rate them and like them also during this process. But I was too lazy. I was just like, watched, wa- watch list, or I have no interest, basically. And it's like, you're, it's, it's like Tinder for movies, okay? It's great. <laughs> and you do this, I spent probably like two hours, maybe, just swiping and rating movies. And then once you get out of that initial like watched or watch list, part you can never get back to it (laughs) so you have to do as many movies as you can that first stretch and you try and like record every movie you've ever watched basically so obviously you're not going to get to that but in my letterbox i have so far recorded 447 films that i've seen and right now i have 145 on my watch list and you and every time you Watch. Every time you watch a movie, you go in and you click it, you make it watched. And every time you think of a movie that you want to put on your watch list, you can go in and put it on your watch list. And so then when I'm sitting there like, oh, what should I watch? I just go on my watch list. And then it's so satisfying at, after watching it to be able to click watched. Oh, it's so good. You, you can have- it too, right? What? Can't you like give it a, a rating? Yep, and then you can sort them all from like how you rated them. I'm just too lazy. I haven't done that yet. So I, when you told me about this a couple months ago, I, I did download the app and I, I swiped through as much as I could. Um, and I haven't used the app as much as I should, uh, but I do follow this Twitter account called Insane Letterboxd Reviews, where it's just, just the dumbest reviews ever. Either people who went in expecting an entirely different thing or just something that doesn't relate at all to the film. Like, I'm looking at this one from Parasite. This guy gave it one star. Says, I've not seen this movie, but I am deadly afraid of the coronavirus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. there's This app is so cool because you can go on this part. When you open it up, it goes popular this week. And it has some shows on here, which is kind of weird. Like, it has, like, maybe... I've seen like three, but like Tiger King is on here because that's really popular right now. But like the most popular movie right now is Parasite. And then they have like the platform onward, some of the new things that, that have just been, you know, new stuff. And then 
you can go to lists and it's people just on this app make lists. So this one that literally popular this week, good movies to watch with no sex scenes to watch with your parents. <laughs> that's, that's a great one. And it's a huge list. And then you can go through like um, greatest movies of all time. Oh, they're really funny. Comfort movies. Some of them, you're not the same person once this film is finished. Like it's really Damn. great. Okay. And then you um, can like find movies that way. Cause I always have such a hard time choosing what to watch. I, I hate to interrupt you, but I found another, probably the most insane letterbox review of all time. <laughs> this is for little women. Um, half a star. And the person says throughout the movie, Amy boasts about her lovely small feet. Yet Florence Pugh is a size eight. And then in parentheses, according to wiki feet. That's <laughs> just like, I, I had to read that like four times to make sure I process. That's actually the best thing I've ever. <laughs> Twitter account's insane. Um, it's really fun. Even just to go through like the reviews and, and the lists, the lists are always so funny. Like, oh, whatever. Loneliness films. Netflix is good. Movies you must see before you die. I don't know. Oh, the world is hell. Hopeless cinema. <laughs> like they're so good. And even making lists, you can make lists too, like, and post them. So that's probably really fun. I've never done it, but yeah, some of them make no sense. They're like the whole alphabet, and it's just like movies that start with every letter of the alphabet and stupid stuff like that. But. It's really fun. So uh, have any of your guys' like internships gotten back to you? Nah. <laughs> I've gotten several emails from ones I applied to that were like, like ones I never actually heard back from that were like, regrettably, you won't hear anything further about your application because we're not having an internship program. Yeah, I got pretty much the same thing. But the two that I actually had interviews for, I haven't heard anything since. And I was supposed to hear before April, so <laughs> yeah. Clearly, it's not happening. I mean, live PD. Uh, I don't know if they're still recording new episodes, but I mean, police are always on the job, so <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. I I uh, I did. I emailed one of them. I was like, I mean, I know things are crazy right now, but like, know that I'm still interested. But now, like. It's in New York City. Like, do I want to go there? <laughs> and like, there, I actually saw a, an influx of of internship postings that are remote internships on LinkedIn mm. for like podcasts and stuff like that, where you could probably they probably have you like edit it. Because <laughs> <laughs> you true. could do that remotely. Yeah. I don't know. An internship's an internship at this point. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think. I applied to this one, um, like, this gaming company uh, that, like, kind of sponsors individual, like, gamers, uh, and they needed, like, a highlight person <laughs> for, like, the streams and stuff. Applied to it, haven't heard back. It's Dude, so potential. Yeah. You like to watch people play video games. That'd be great for you. <laughs> right? that's, that's the one, that's the one uh, like, competitive... Um, thing that they can still do, like oh yeah, they they still have online tournaments and stuff. I'm actually entered in one two days from now. Oh, really? Yeah, Smash tournament. 
right. Well. Damn. Good luck. Good luck. So, what what I'm taking away is that we all need to apply for internships that we can do from our household. And yeah. before we hear back from them, everyone should get a letterboxed account. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, watch Outbreak if you want. Yeah, I don't know if I can get like a full endorsement, if that makes sense. I'll endorse it. It was entertaining. It's a little freaky because of what's going on right now, but also, like we said, it's redeeming because everybody's okay. Yeah, but it's also ridiculous. Like, <laughs> crazy. Unrealistic, <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in to the Review Cues podcast this week. Gracias. <laughs> you, you didn't tune in, you were just here. Said, thanks for tuning. Oh, you, oh, oh. I wouldn't have tuned in. He said, he said thanks. He didn't tune in. No, I, I was saying gracias to the viewers. Oh. Thanks. Ah, uh, gracias to the viewers. <laughs> All right. Well, I got a piece because my friend is here and she just said, I'm here. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys. See you next week. Stay safe. Bye.